Hello people. Welcome to the study with this Simran podcast. Today we're going to complete uh chapter number 9 of grade 11 chemistry. Hear me carefully. Okay, it's chemistry chapter 9 hydrogen. Make sure that you people have your NCERT in your hand and uh, like open it page number 276 and let's complete this hydrogen today. Okay, now hydrogen the most abundant element in the universe and the third most abundant on the surface of the globe is being visualized as the major feature source of energy hydrogen has the simplest atomic structure among all the elements elements around as in nature in atomic form it can uh, it consists of only one proton and one electron however in its elemental form it exists as a diatomic h2 molecule and is called as dihydrogen it forms more compounds than any other element do you know that the global concern related to energy can be overcome to a great extent by the use of hydrogen as a source of energy uh, in fact hydrogen is of the great industrial importance as you will learn in as we will learn in this unit now let's discuss the position of hydrogen in the periodic table so hydrogen is the first element in the periodic table however its placement in the periodic table has been a subject of discussion in the past however we know that uh the placement uh, its placement in the periodic table has been a subject of discussion in the past as we know by now that the elements in the periodic table are arranged according to their electronic configuration uh hydrogen is a electronic configuration of 1s1 on one hand its electronic configuration is similar to the outer electronic configuration ns1 of alkali metals which belong to the first group of the periodic table on the other hand like halogens with ns2 and p5 configuration belonging to the 17th group of periodic table it is short by one electron to the corresponding noble gas configuration helium which is 1s2 now hydrogen therefore has a resemblance to alkali metals which lose one electron to form a unipositive ions as well as with halogens which gain one electron to form a uninegative ion like alkali metals hydrogen forms oxides halides and sulfides however unlike alkali metal it has a very high ionization enthalpy and does not possesses uh, metallic characteristics under the normal conditions in fact in terms of ionization enthalpy hydrogen resembles more with halogens uh, enthalpy of lithium is around 520 kJ per mol uh, whereas of fluorine it is 1680 kJ per mol and if we talk about the hydrogen then it is 1312 kJ per mol so like halogens it forms a diatomic molecule combines with element to form hydrides and a large number of covalent compounds however in terms of reactivity it is very low as compared to the halogens so it is like uh, contrasting like it it, it 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 is showing similarity with uh, alkali metals as well and the halogens as well now in spite of the fact that the hydrogen to a certain extent resembles with both alkali metals and halogens it differs from them as well now the pertinent question arises where should it be placed in the periodic table so the loss of the electron from hydrogen atom result in the nucleus that is the h plus of minus 1.51 not to the power minus 3 picometer size this is extremely small as compared to the normal atomic and the ionic size of 50 to 200 picometer as a consequence h plus does not or hydrogen ion does not exist freely and is always associated with other atoms or molecules thus it is a unique in behavior and is therefore best placed separately in the periodic table now 
let's discuss this uh, dihydrogen and its occurrence dihydrogen is the most abundant element in the universe 70% of the total mass of the universe and is the principal element in the solar atmosphere the giant planets jupiter and saturn consist mostly of hydrogen however due to its light nature it is much less abundant that is 0.5 15% by mass in the earth's atmosphere of course in the combined form it constitutes 15.4% of the earth's crust and the oceans in the combined form besides in water it occurs in plants and animal tissues uh, then carbohydrates protein hydrides including hydrocarbons and many other compounds now let's discuss the isotopes of hydrogen hydrogen is three isotopes first is a protium which is uh, which contains one proton and uh, one uh, uh, one electron uh, then second is a deuterium one sorry one proton and uh, zero neutron and one electron if we talk about the deuterium then it contains uh, uh, one neutron and uh, one proton and if we talk about the triterium then it contains uh, two neutrons and uh, one proton okay now Uh, can you guess how this isotope differ from each other we already discussed this isotope differ from one another in respect of the presence of neutrons ordinary hydrogen or the protium has no neutrons deuterium also known as heavy hydrogen has one and tritium uh, tritium has a two neutrons in the nucleus in the year 1934 an american scientist harold c ure got a nobel prize for separating hydrogen isotope of a mass number 2 by physical methods now the predominant form is protium protium terrestrial hydrogen contains uh, 0.0156% of deuterium mostly in the form of hd which is uh, uh, instead of h2 here it is hd uh, the tritium concentration is about 1 atom per 10 to the power 18 atoms of protium so quite less of this isotope only tritium is radioactive and emits a low energy beta particle b be- minus beta particles and uh, its uh, half life is of around 12.33 years so this is a question may come in a word jwe or neat examinations so half life of uh, tritium is 12.33 years now um there's a uh, since the isotope have the same electronic configuration they have almost the same chemical properties the only def- difference is in the rate of reaction mainly due to the difference uh, different enthalpy of bond dissociation however in physical properties this isotope differ considerably due to their large mass difference so uh, the point to be noted over here is in case of isotope there is a change in physical properties but not in chemical properties why because uh, chemical properties alter mainly because of change in electronic configuration but in case of isotopes there is no change in electronic configuration isn't it that's why uh, the atomic number isn't changing uh, there is just change in mass number and uh, this mass change in mass number leads to the change in physical properties so there is huge difference uh, in the physical properties of different isotopes because of huge difference in mass so here we can see that is uh, the the chemical nature of this uh, tritium protium and deuterium is almost the same but if we talk about the physical nature then it it, it is varying quite uh higher with quite it, it's varying with quite high degrees now preparation of dihydrogen or dh2 like how it is prepared there are number of methods for preparing dihydrogen from metals and metal hydrides so firstly we will discuss this laboratory pre- pre- preparation of dihydrogen so first is like it is usually prepared by the reaction of granulated zinc with the dilute hydrochloric acid 
so the zinc is reacted with the hcl and uh, and and we will get this uh, zinc ion and the h2 uh, this is one method and the second is uh, it, it is done mainly to produce h2 in a very small scale like laboratory, laboratory scale second one is it can also be prepared by the reaction of zinc with aqueous alkali which is like uh, zinc plus uh, two sodium hydroxide giving a sodium zincate and the hydrogen dihydrogen now let's discuss how this dihydrogen is prepared in industries like how commercial production of dihydrogen is done so the commonly used processes are outlined below so first is the electrolysis of acidified water using the platinum electrodes gives hydrogen so 2h2o is there water is there if you electrolyze with the uh, temperature isn't mentioned over here there are traces of acid kind of stuff present there as a you know kind of thing which will uh, process this reaction ahead uh, and, and in the products we will get two uh, two h2 molecules and uh, one oxygen molecule uh, in the form of gas now second process will be like high purity uh, more than 99.95% of if we want the complete uh, we want pure dihydrogen like purity will be more than even 99.95% then it is obtained by electrolyzing warm aqueous barium hydroxide solution between nickel electrodes if we if we if we take a beaker and uh, add the barium hydroxide solution in it and uh, insert nickel electrodes there then we can generate or we can produce this dihydrogen as well from there and that purity is like quite awesome like uh, more than 99.95% so quite good method it is obtained uh, third process like it is obtained as a by product in the manufacture of sodium hydroxide and a chlorine by the electrolysis of brine solution and during the electrolysis the reaction that takes place are uh, at anode it is like two chlorine aqueous gives like chlorine plus two electrons and it and it at and it at and it and at cathode uh, two h2o molecules with the presence of two electrons which are getting released from the chlorine uh, will give us the hydrogen dihydrogen plus two hydroxide mole- molecule now the overall reaction is somewhat like this which is mentioned over here so just take a glimpse of it Yeah, the fourth thing is like reaction of steam on hydrocarbon or a cock at high temperatures in the presence of catalyst. It also yields hydrogen. So basically, the hydrocarbons uh, are heated, uh, heated, and uh, not heated, but they are reacted with a steam uh, of very high temperature, which releases uh, the hydrogen. Like here is a process given here, and the catalyst is the nickel, which is generally used. So remember this thing: like hydrocarbons are re- reacted with the uh, high temperature steam, uh, steam, and uh, it will produce carbon monoxide and the hydrogen as well. The mixture of CO and H2 is called as the water gas, and as the mixture of CO and H2 is used for the synthesis of methanol and a number of hydrocarbons, it is called as a synthesis gas or the same gas. Now when a sing gas is produced from a sewage sawdust scrap wood newspapers etc the process of producing sing gas from coal is called as a coal gasification so c plus h2o gives a co plus h2 the production of dihydrogen can be increased by reacting carbon monoxide of the sing gas mixture with a steam with a steam in the presence of iron chromate as a catalyst just just, just pause for a moment see 
uh, i mean uh, let's read this statement again the production of dihydrogen can be increased by reacting carbon monoxide of the same gas mixture with the steam and uh, in the presence of iron chromate as a catalyst so, like if we want even much concentrated h2 then for that what we should what we should do is the co which is what which is produced by reacting uh, hydrocarbon with the steam we should use that co again and uh, react that co with uh, steam again and the hydrogen we will which we will get as a product will be even much uh, higher in like you know quantity you can say its production will be quite increased Uh, this is called as a water gas shift reaction and uh, carbon dioxide is removed by scrubbing with a sodium arsenide solution carbon dioxide see if we will react uh, carbon monoxide which is which was there from which was uh, used from this water gas uh, with uh, this h2o then then this uh, the product formed will be like co2 plus h2 but the co2 is removed by scrubbing with sodium arsenide solution presently approximately 77% of the industrial dihydrogen is produced from the petrochemicals and uh, 18% is from coal 4% is from electrolysis of aqueous solution and 1% is from the other resources so basically you can see that the this last method is like having the much more uh, use it is like much more in use now let's discuss the properties of dihydrogen their physical properties and uh, uh, chemical properties as well uh, let's see dihydrogen is a colorless and just it is like odorless then tasteless then combustible gas it is lighter than air and insoluble in water its other physical properties along with those of deuterium are given in the table which we will uh, see uh, in a while let me talk about the chemical properties then the chemical uh, nay we don't need to actually discuss the table let's like just common physical properties if you want and you can check it out chemical properties are like the chemical behavior of dihydrogen and for that matter and molecule is determined to a large extent by bond dissociation and enthalpy the hydrogen hydrogen bond dissociation and enthalpy is the highest for a single bond between the two atoms of any element what interface would you draw from this fact it is because of this factor that the dissociation of dihydrogen into its atom is only Point not eighty one percent around twenty thousand sorry two thousand Kelvin, which increased to ninety five point five percent at five thousand Kelvin. Also, it is relatively inert at room temperature due to the high hydrogen hydrogen bond enthalpy. So, if we want to break the hydrogen hydrogen bond, then it requires a uh, uh, quite huge amount of energy. It's not easy to break hydrogen hydrogen bond. Uh, thus, the atomic hydrogen is produced at a high temperature in an electric arc or under ultraviolet radiations. Since its orbital, its orbital is incomplete with one uh, s one electronic configuration, it does combine with the almost all the elements. It accomplishes reactions by first either by loss of only one electron to give H plus, or either by gain of one electron to form H minus ion. And uh sharing or or even i or even by uh, making a covalent bonds uh, by sharing electron to form a single covalent bond now the chemistry of dihydrogen can be illustrated by the following reactions so reactions uh, reaction with halogens it reacts with halogens like uh, x2 x2 to give a hydrogen halide hx like h2 plus x2 gives us two hx where the reaction with fluoride occurs even in the dark without and it requires a catalyst like if you want to react uh, 
hydrogen with fluorine then um, it's like quite frequent reaction but if we talk about the reaction with iodine like it's quite uh, huge in size so it requires a uh, uh, it requires a catalyst as well uh, reaction with dioxygen if we talk about the uh, reaction of hydrogen with oxygen then it will show absolutely form the water isn't it so the uh, it reacts with dioxygen to form a water the reaction is highly exothermic uh, if you combine hydrogen with oxygen uh, in the presence of catalyst you will get the water now if we talk about the reaction with dinitrogen then if we react uh, with it it is a kind of like uh, you know most popular process known as the haber process which is used to form the ammonia uh, the uh, catalyst used over here is the iron uh, scrap iron generally we can uh, use the word now if we talk about the re- this math this is a method for the manufacture of ammonia by the haber process uh, now if we talk about the reaction with metals then uh, with many metals it combines at a high temperature to yield the corresponding hydrides like H2 combines with uh, any metal to form a metal hydride where M is any alkali metal generally like sodium hydride, uh, lithium hydride, uh, cesium hydride, uh, so on and on. Okay, now reaction with metal ions and metal oxides. Okay, now if we talk about its reaction with any iron or any oxide, then let's see how it is reacting. It reduces some metal ions in aqueous solution and oxides of metal like less active than the iron into the corresponding metals. Like for example, if there is any uh, if there is any metal which is uh, kind of less active than iron, then what this hydrogen will do? It will uh, convert that iron into its corresponding metal by uh giving it uh giving it uh, one proton isn't it so if it react if you will react h2 with palladium like pd2 plus it will donate two of its electron and will get a uh, positive charge 2h plus uh 2h plus like uh try to understand like here it is like mentioned the equation is already given and if we talk about the, uh, its reaction with oxide then uh, it will form water and uh, the metal metal as well you will get the metal as well like it is uh, uh, used for the reduction process like uh, while extracting any kind of ores and uh, also in in, in in some cases this process can be used now reaction with organic compounds so it it reacts with many organic compounds in the presence of catalyst to give a useful hydrogenated products of commercial importance for example hydrogenation of vegetable oils using nickel as a catalyst give us the edible fats like uh, margarine and vanaspati ghee like uh, to make a ghee from oil this hydrogenation process is used and hydroformalize form uh, hydroformylation of olefins yields aldehyde which further undergo reduction to give alcohols so hydroformylation of olefins yields aldehyde which further undergo reduction to give alcohols so what is here hydroformylation of olefins olefins are like a kind of aldehyde or something no 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 olefin is not aldehyde it yields aldehyde uh, which further undergoes uh, reduction to form alcohol so it is kind of like chain reaction so olefin is like i think rch11 ch2 that is the olefin which uh, which reacts with the um, h2 and carbon monoxide forming the aldehyde and this aldehyde further reacts with h2 to form the alcohol
Now let's discuss the uses of dihydrogen. The largest single use of dihydrogen is in the synthesis of ammonia, which is used in the manufacture of nitric acid and nitrogenous fertilizers. Uh, dihydrogen is used in the manufacture of vanaspati phage by the hydrogenation of polyunsaturated vegetable oils like soybean, cotton seeds, etc. It is used in the manufacture of bulk organic chemicals, particularly methanol. CO plus two H two will, uh, in the presence of cobalt as a catalyst, will give you methanol. It is widely used for the manufacture of metal hydrides. It is used for the preparation of hydrogen chloride a highly useful chemical now in a metallurgical process it is used as a reduce heavy metal oxides to metal atomic hydrogen and oxyhydrogen uh, torches find use for cutting and welding purposes atomic hydrogen atom produced by the dissociation of dihydrogen with the help of an electric arc are allowed to uh, recombine on the surface to be welded to to generate the temperature of 4000 kelvin now it is used it is even used as a rocket fuel in a space research uh, Uh, I, I want to uh, read that point again. Atomic hydrogen and oxyhydrogen torches find a u- find use for cutting and welding purposes. Atomic hydrogen atoms uh, produced by the dissociation of dihydrogen with the help of an electric arc are allowed to recombine on the surface to be welded to generate the temperature of uh, 4000 Kelvin. Okay, okay. So firstly, uh, they are like broken down. Then again, they are combined to generate uh, to uh, to uh, create a kind of exothermic environment to release the heat of around 4,000 Kelvin. So dihydrogen is used in fuel cells for generating electrical energy. It has many advantages over the conventional fossil fuels and electrical power. Electric power. It does not produce any pollution and release a greater energy per unit mass of fuel in comparison to the gasoline and other fuels. So. Um, it is like pollution free and it is releasing greater energy per unit mass so yeah that is like quite good compared to this gasoline and many other fuels so hydrogen is like quite important achhi cheez hai ye now let's discuss this uh, hydride as well uh dihydrogen under certain under certain uh, reaction condition combines with almost all elements except the noble gases to form the binary compounds called as the hydrides if e is the symbol of an element then hydride can be expressed as ehx it can be like mgh2 or it can be uh, b2h6 or anything like you know there are the, these are the formulas like emhn uh, can be the form or ehx can be the form The hydrides are classified into three categories, like ionic or the saline or the salt-like hydrides, or it can be covalent or the molecular hydrides, or it can be metallic or non-stoichiometric hydrides. Now, if we talk about the ionic or the saline hydrides, then these are the stoichiometric compounds of dihydrogen formed with the most of the S-block elements, which are highly uh, electropositive in character. However, significant covalent character is found in the lighter metal hydrides, such as the lithium hydride. barium hydride and magnesium hydride in fact barium hydride and the magnesium hydride are polymeric in nature the ionic hydrides are crystalline non volatile and non conducting in solid state however their males conduct electricity and on electrolysis liberate dihydrogen gas at anode which confirms the existence of h minus ion now uh, two hydrogen melt anode h2 like two electrons are released so and on if we talk about the saline hydrides they react violently with water producing the dihydrogen gas like uh, sodium hydride with the reaction with water gonna produce uh, a aquash not aquash like uh, sodium hydroxide and the h2 as well now 
these are like uh, ionic reactions lithium iodide is further rather unreactive at moderate temperatures with oxygen or chlorine it is therefore used in the synthesis of other useful hydrides example uh, lithium aluminum hydride or the lithium borohydride so lithium is like hard to uh, you know get uh, separated or decomposed so it is used to form another kind of uh, re- reducing agents like uh, lithium aluminum hydride which is quite good redu- reducing agent if we talk about the covalent or the molecular hydrides then dihydrogen form the molecular compound with most of the p block elements most familiar examples are the methane amine, ammonia water and hydrogen fluoride for convenience hydrogen compounds of non metal have also been considered as a hydrides being covalent they are volatile compounds molecular hydrides are further classified according to the relative numbers of electrons and bonds in their lewis structure into basically three parts first is the electrodeficient hydrides second is the electron precise hydrides and the third is the electron rich hydrides an electrodeficient hydride is the same as the name suggests has too few electrons for writing its conventional lewis structure if we talk about the diboron like b2h6 then it it, it does not have like uh, you know complete electronic configuration of eight electrons but uh, though it is like just fulfilling its uh, needs it is not like complete octet uh, is an example and uh, in fact all elements of group 13 will form the electron deficient compounds what do you expect from their behavior they act as a lewis acid acid that is they accept the proton sorry they accept the electron okay now 13 group is considered as the electron deficient now if we talk about the electron precise one then it definitely includes the carbon family so electron precise compounds have the required number of electrons to write their conventional lewis structure all elements of group 14 from such compounds uh, form such kind of compounds example the methane which are the tetrahedral in geometry and if we talk about the electron rich hydrides they have the excess electrons which are present as a lone pairs elements of group from uh, 15 to 17 form such a compounds ammonia has one lone pair uh, water has two and the hydrogen fluoride has the three lone pairs so they are electron rich kind of hydrides so what do you expect from the behavior of such compounds they will behave as a lewis base that is uh, electron donors the presence of lone pair on highly electronic atoms like no and fluorides in hydrides results in the hydrogen bond formation between the molecules this lead to the association of the molecules now it's time to discuss about this metallic or the non stoichiometric or the interstitial uh, interstitial hydrides okay so these are formed by many like you know uh, uh, the compounds formed by the uh, uh, what we can say the dative bonds or somewhat like that so let's see what are this coordination uh, compounds how they form with uh, the uh, how they re- react with hydrogen so these are formed by many d blocks and f block elements uh, however the metal of group 7 8 and 9 do not form any kind of hydride even from group 6 only chromium forms crh which is chromium hydride this hydrides could conduct heat and electricity though not as efficiently as their parent metals do unlike saline hydrides they are almost non stoichiometric being deficient in hydrogen for example uh, lanthanohydride uh, ytterbium hydride or the Ti with its titanium hydride, zirconium hydride, vanadium hydride, nickel hydride, palladium hydride, etc. They are like kind of uh, deficient one hydrides. In such hydrides, the law of constant composition does not hold good. Like uh, you can see the uh, points, like uh, the value of hydrogen is in decimal, so it is like law of constant composition is not holding well. Earlier, it was thought that in this hydrides, hydrogen occupies interest in. interstices interstices in the metal lattice produce product producing distortion without any change in its shape uh, mm, mm. 
the, the just a second just a second i i just lost the point um yeah uh inter whatever uh, change in its type consequently they were termed as interstitial hydrides however recent studies have shown that the except for hydrides of nickel palladium ce and actinium uh cerium and actinium other hydrides of this class have a let is different from that that of the barren metal the property of absorption of hydrogen on transition metals is widely used in catalytic reduction or the hydrogenation reaction for the preparation of large number of compounds some of the metals example this platinum palladium palladium and platinum can accommodate a very large volume of hydrogen and therefore can be used as a storage media this property has a high potential for hydrogen storage and it is a quite a good source of energy now here we completed the hydrogen section and uh, now we will discuss this uh, water in the next segment uh, and then there's uh, heavy water and we are done with this as well so we'll meet in the next segment till then keep studying hey keep listening Let's discuss water now. A major part of all living organisms is made up of water. Human body has about 65% and some plants have as much as 95% of water. It is a crucial compound for the survival of all life forms. It is a solvent of great importance. The distribution of water over the earth surface is not uniform. The estimated world water supplies uh, mentioned in the table. Make sure you have a look. Uh, let's discuss the physical and the uh, physical properties of water so it is a colorless and tasteless liquid and its physical and its physical properties are already given in the table 9.3 and uh, the unusual properties of water in the condensed phase that is the liquid and solid states are due to the presence of extensive hydrogen bonding between the two water molecules this lead to high freezing point high boiling point high heat of vaporization high heat of fusion in comparison to h2s and h2sc point to be remember h2s has an sorry H2O has uh, more uh, high heat of fusion in comparison to uh, H2S and H2SE. <laughs> there is sulfur hydride and uh, and the cellular uh, selenium hydride. In comparison to other liquid, water has the higher specific heat, thermal conductivity, surface tension, dipole moment, and electric constant, etc. These properties allow water to play a key role in the biosphere. It is a kind of you know major solvent. the high heat of vaporization and heat capacity responsible for the moderation of the uh, climate and body temperature of living being it is an excellent solvent for transportation of ions and molecules required for plant and animal metabolism due to the hydrogen bonding uh with polar molecules even covalent compounds like alcohol and carbohydrates dissolves in water now if we talk about the structure of water then in the gas phase water is a bent molecule with a bond angle of around 104.5 degree and oh bond length is of around 95.7 picometer as it is like shown in the figure okay now it is a highly polar molecule its orbital overlay picture is also uh, mentioned in the figure in the liquid phase water molecules are associated together by the hydrogen bonds the 
crystalline form of water is ice as the atmospheric pressure as in the atmospheric pressure ice crystallizes in the hexagonal form but at a very low temperature it condenses to form a cubic form so density of the ice uh, is less than that of water okay density of ice is less than that of water therefore an ice cube floats in water in winter season ice formed on the surface of lake provides a thermal insulation which ensures the survival of the aquatic life this fact is of a great ecological significance now if we talk about the structure of ice then ice is a high, uh, ice is a highly ordered three dimensional hydrogen bonded structure uh, it is like uh, mentioned in the diagram examination of ice ice crystal with the x ray shows that each oxygen atom is surrounded uh, tetrahedrally by four of the oxygen atoms at a distance of around 276 picometer and hydrogen bonding gives ice a rather open type structure with the wide holes this holds hold some other molecules of appropriate size interstitially okay now Uh, let's discuss some chemical properties of water as well so water reacts with a large number of substances some of the important reactions are given over here so let's discuss the amphoteric nature of the water so it has the ability to act as an acid as well as a base so it 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 it, it behaves as an amphoteric substance in the bronsted sense it acts as an acid with the uh, nh3 and a base with uh, h2s so uh, uh it 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 changes its uh, nature as per the uh, reactant present so h2o reacts with nh3 and uh, in that case h2o is the bronsted acid and the nh3 is the base so the autoprotolysis or the self ionization of water takes place as follow so if if you if if if, if you if you try to do auto reaction auto kind of reaction like self ionization kind of reaction autoprotolysis so uh, one water molecule will react as acid and the another will act as a base so in in in, in, the, in the in the product we will get the conjugate acid and the conjugate base as, as it is mentioned in the reaction now if we talk about the redox reaction involving water then uh, water can be easily reduced to dihydrogen by highly electropositive metals like h2o reacting with the sodium uh, forms the sodium hydroxide and the pure uh, dihydrogen okay thus it is of a great source of dihydrogen so water is oxidized to oxygen during photosynthesis and uh, the reaction is like mentioned over here uh, uh, um, the with fluorine also it is oxidized to oxygen and we get a free hydrogen molecule and if we talk about the hydrolysis reaction so due to the high dielectric constant uh, it is it has a very strong hydrating tendency it dissolves many ionic compounds however certain covalent and some ionic compounds are hydrolyzed in water so many things like it is a, a universal solvent kind of stuff so it has a quite high uh, hydro uh, quite high hydrolyzing power or hydrating tendency you can say now if we talk about the hydrate formation then foam from uh, make sure you are looking at the reactions ah this reaction are quite important just pause the session pause the video pause the audio and have a look up on the reaction as well no one knows when which reaction will appear in the examination paper like they may give you the p4o10 6h2o giving uh, dash then you may need to fill the uh, you know kind of uh, re- complete the, this reaction and the option may contain h3po4 or uh, 4h3po4 or something something h2po4 or whatever h2po5 whatever whatever so something of that sense. so make sure you people are like looking at that also so now there is uh, this hydrate formation 
I hope you read that reactions. Okay. Now, from aqueous solution, many salts can be crystallized as a hydrated salts. Such an association of water is of different type. With coordinate co- coordinated water, example, the CrH2O6, etc. Interstitial water is there. Hydrogen bonded water is there. Okay. So yeah, these are the hydrate like they 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 you know kind of. Uh, just to take the example of gypsum like CaSO4.2 is 2 and then take the example of POP that is uh, uh, plaster of Paris it is also like CaSO4.5 is 2 so yeah uh, now if we talk about the hard and the soft water then rain water is almost a pure and it may contain some dissolved gases from the atmosphere being a good solvent when it flows on the surface of the earth it dissolves so many salts presence of calcium and magnesium salt in the form of hydrogen carbon and chloride and sulfate in water makes water hard so hard water does not give leather with soap so water free from soluble salts of calcium and magnesium is called as the soft water and it gives leather with the soap easily hard water forms scum or the precipitate with the soap and uh, hard water forms scum or precipitate with the soap soap containing sodium stearate that is c17 uh, remember the formula okay sodium stearate is c17 h35c00o O and A, which reacts with the hard water to precipitate out calcium and magnesium stearate. So it is therefore unsuitable for laundry, and it is harmful for boilers as well because of the deposition of salts in the form of scale, and this reduces the efficiency of the boiler. Now, the solution to this uh, uh, is there are some treatment. So which we will discuss later. The the uh, the uh, the hard, hard, hardness of water is basically of two types. First, uh, first is the temporary hardness, and the second is the permanent hardness. So, if we discuss about the, if we talk about the temporary hardness, then temporary hardness is basically due to the presence of magnesium and calcium hydrogen carbonates, and it can be removed by first is the boiling, and during boiling, the soluble magnesium hydrogen carbonate is converted into insoluble magnesium hydroxide and calcium hydrogen uh, calcium bicarbonate. is changed into the insoluble calcium carbonate so like it's a, a magnesium hydrogen carbonate gives us magnesium hydroxide and this calcium bicarbonate gives us the calcium carbonate it is because of insolubility product of magnesium hydroxide as compared to the compared to that of magnesium carbonate that mgo2 is precipitated so the thing is Uh, uh, just like calcium, just just like the calcium, we 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 can even get magnesium carbonate as well. But this magnesium hydroxide is more soluble in water compared to the magnesium carbonate. So we get this uh, magnesium hydroxide as the product. So this precipitates can be removed by filtration. Filtrators obtained will be the soft water. Okay. So these are the method. First is a normal simple boiling method. And if we talk about the second method to remove the temporary hardness, then that includes the Clark's method. So what what is what is done in this method is in this method calculated amount of lime is added to the hard water. It precipitates out calcium carbonate and magnesium hydroxide, which can be filtered off. So calculated amount of lime is added to the hard water. That is what is lime. That is this uh, um, uh, calcium hydroxide and 
इट प्रेसिपिटेट्स आउट कैल्शियम कार्बोनेट एंड मैग्नीशियम हाइड्रोक्साइड जस्ट जस्ट एज दी अबो केस विच कैन बी फिल्टर्ड ऑफ या नाउ इफ यू टॉक अबाउट द परमानेंट हार्डनेस देन इट इज ड्यू टू द प्रेजेंस ऑफ सॉल्युबल सोल्स ऑफ मैग्नीशियम एंड कैल्शियम इन द फॉर्म ऑफ क्लोराइड्स एंड सल्फेट्स इन द वाटर परमानेंट हार्डनेस इज नॉट रिमूव्ड बाय बॉइलिंग इट कैन बी रिमूव्ड बाय द फॉलोइंग मेथड्स सो लेट्स डिस्कस द फर्स्ट मेथड फर्स्ट सो ट्रीटमेंट विद वॉशिंग सोडा और द सोडियम कार्बोनेट वॉशिंग वॉशिंग soda reacts with the soluble calcium and the magnesium chlorides and sulfates in the hard water to form a insoluble carbonate washing soda reacts with soluble calcium and magnesium chlorides and sulfates in hard water to form a insoluble carbonate okay now uh, just go through the reaction like uh, it is uh, the washing soda is reacting with the calcium and the magnesium chlorides and uh, in the product to be again we are getting the carbonate which can be uh, filtered out easily now uh, if if we talk about basically what is done here uh, this hard water is treated with washing soda and in 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 in, 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 in product product side you will get this carbonate and uh, carbonate along with that uh, salt is given like nacl and na2so4 okay now we, if we if we discuss this uh, Kalgan's method then uh, sodium hexametaphosphate that is NH6P6O18 commercially called as the Kalgan uh, remember NH6P6O18 when added to the hard water the following reaction takes place the complex anion keeps the magnesium and the calcium ions in the solution uh and filters the remaining water out so this is the kalgan's method and if we talk about the ion exchange method then this method is also called as the zeolite or the permute permute process uh, where the hydrated sodium aluminum silicate is zeolite or the permute for the sake of simplicity sodium aluminum silicate and can be written as nsc when this is added in a hard water exchange reaction takes place so uh hydrated sodium aluminum silicate is a zeolite hydrated sodium aluminum silicate hydrated sodium aluminum silicate is a zeolite uh, what happens is um, this uh, zeolite is treated with the uh, impurity or the hard water and uh, there is a kind of exchange reaction taking place what happens is uh, this zeolite attaches with the magnesium or the calcium which is the impurity present in the water and we get a free sodium there and water is also even separated so permutate or the zeolite is said to be exhausted when all the sodium in it is used up and it is regenerated for further used by treating with an aqueous sodium chloride solution like the uh, impurity which is like extracted is again uh, from that uh, impurity the sodium is extracted back by treating that with the sodium chloride solution like if you treat mz2 that is a uh, metal and zeolite then uh, what we will get plus na2nsl then we will get the again the sodium zeolite again the exchange reaction will take place now Let's discuss this synthetic resins method. Okay, now uh, 
this method is like uh, nowadays hardware is softened by using the synthetic cation exchangers this method is more efficient than the zeolite process cation exchange resins contain a large organic molecule with so3h group and water insoluble iron exchange resins like rso3h is changed to rna by treat by, by treating it with nacl the resins exchanges na plus ions with calcium and magnesium ions present in hard water to make the water soft and here r is the resin and ion okay now uh, the resin can be regenerated by adding a aquash and a cl solution okay now pure de- pure uh, demineralized or the deionized water free from all all soluble uh, mineral salt is obtained by passing water successively through a cation exchange in the in the h plus form and an anion exchange or the oh minus form resin so this reaction actually takes place and uh, in this cation exchange process h plus exchange for na plus uh, calcium 2 plus and mg 2 plus so what is actually happening is uh, this h plus is taking up the position of sodium magnesium or the kind of impurity which is present in the hard water so kind of exchange thing is happening the process result in a proton release and thus makes the water acidic in the anion exchange process oh minus exchanges for anions like uh, chlorine uh, hco3 minus so4 2 minus etc present in the water and oh minus ion thus liberated neutralize the h plus ion get um, and see it free in the cation exchange we know that the impurity present there are um, present includes like you know uh, it can be anything nice uh, to co3 it can be uh, hcl it can be uh, uh, so4 it, uh, it h2so4 anything now uh, so uh, this uh, uh, exchange method is like quite uh, important or useful one the exhausted cation and anion exchange resin rates are regenerated by treatment with dilute acid and alkali solutions respectively so depending upon the ph they react the uh, um, they react the unwanted or the exhausted cation and the anion okay now it's uh, time to discuss the hydrogen peroxide as well so hydrogen peroxide is an important chemical used in pollution control treatment of domestic and the industrial effluent so if we talk about its preparation then it can be prepared by the following methods first is the acidifying barium peroxide and removing the excess water by evaporation under the reduced pressure gives us the hydrogen peroxide and uh, you can see over here barium hydroxide uh, sorry barium oxide uh, in its hydrated form reacting with the uh, sulfuric acid gives us the barium sulfate and the hydrogen peroxide which is the uh, required product um, the peroxy peroxide peroxodisulfate obtained by electrolytic oxidation of acidified sulfate solution at high current density on hydrolysis yields hydrogen peroxide so this 2hso4 uh, if you will elect use a electrolysis process then it will give something something this and if you will hydrolyze it further then you will get something something this just have a look this method is now used for laboratory preparation of d2o2 which is the heavy uh, heavy hydrogen kind of you can consider it isotope of hydrogen deuterium now industrially it is prepared by the auto oxidation of two alkali uh, alkyl uh, anthraquinones like quite important okay now remember this industrially this h2o2 is prepared from two alkyl uh, anthraquinones and in this case 1% h2o2 is formed it is extracted with water and concentrated to 
30% by mass by distillation under the reduced pressure. It can further be concentrated to 85% by careful distillation under the low pressure. Um, first is it, is it is reduced under the um, very low pressure in the presence of water and in the second case it is further uh, further reduced uh, further its pressure is reduced and we get 85% pure H2O2 and the remaining water can be frozen out to obtain pure uh, hydrogen peroxide now it's time to discuss the physical properties of this hydrogen peroxide um, in in the in the pure state hydrogen peroxide is an almost colorless very pale blue liquid its important physical properties are given in the table 9.4 okay now uh, h2o2 is miscible in miscible with water in all proportion and forms a hydrate uh, a 30% solution of h2o2 is marketed as a 100 volume hydrogen peroxide it means that 1 liter of 30% of h2o2 solution will give 100 ml of oxygen at STP. Commercially marketed sample is 10 volume which means that the sample contains 3% of H2O2. So it means like 100 parts, 100 volume, 100 uh, ml contains 30 ml of H2O2 and same in the same case if there is a um, water bottle or a small bottle of 10 ml which contains a 10 ml uh, volume then from that 10 ml 3 ml will be would be this uh, peroxide and the remaining 7 will be the water so it like it exists in that way now it's time to discuss the structure of hydrogen peroxide so hydrogen peroxide is a non-panel planar structure the molecule dimension in the gas phase and the solid phase are already shown here so the chemical properties so it does an oxidizing as well as a reducing agent in both acidic and the alkaline media simple reactions are described below so first is here oxidizing action in the acidic medium so yeah this is the reaction and the second is a reducing action in the acidic medium and the again is the oxidizing action in the basic medium and the reducing action i'll just go through the reaction like that's it i don't want to speak much just pause this video and just read the reactions okay these are important ones go through them see h2o2 is also a kind of amphoteric one it also acts like uh, it acts in uh, acidic medium as well and in basic medium as well and it can even act as a reducing agent or it, it can and, and even as a oxidizing agent depending upon the kind of conditions okay so okay now 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 make sure that you people remember this reaction damn well because uh, the nta can ask the question from any of this reaction i i i can see like many reaction already uh, in the form of question i already mm, went through this so already gone through this kind of questions okay i actually want to say that so now let's uh, discuss the storage of h2o2 so h2o2 decomposes slowly on exposure to light so 2h2o giving us h2o plus o2 in the presence of metal surface or traces of alkali present in the glass container the above reaction is catalyzed it is therefore stored in a wax lined glass or a plastic vessel in a dark urea can be added as a stabilizer it is kept away from dust because dust can induce explosive decomposition of the compound so now let's discuss where this uh, um, Hydrogen peroxide is used, so you know its its wide scale use has led to the tremendous increase in the industrial production of H2O2. So some of the uses are listed below. So first is in daily life, it is used as a hair bleach and as a mild disinfect. As an antiseptic, it is sold in the market as a perhydrol. It is used to uh, it is used to manufacture chemicals like sodium perborate and perchlorate, which are used in high quality detergents. It is used in the synthesis of hydroquinone tartaric acid. 
tartaric acid and certain food products in pharma uh, pharmaceuticals uh, like cephalosporin exudroid is employed in the industries as a bleaching agent for textile paper pulp leather oils fats fats etc now it is it is also used in environmental green chemistry for example in pollution control treatment for domestic and industrial effluents oxidation oxidation of cyanide restoration of aerobic condition to sewage waste etc now let's discuss the heavy water or the t2o it is an extensively used as a moderator in nuclear reactors and in exchange reaction for the study of reaction mechanism it can be prepared by the exhaustive electrolysis of water or as a byproduct in some fertilizer industries it is therefore its physical properties are also given in the table so it is used for the preparation of other deuterium compounds for example uh, calcium deuteria calcium hydroxide ke wala calcium uh, deuteroxide some somewhat of that kind uh, okay now uh, let's discuss the dihydrogen as a fuel okay so dihydrogen releases a large quantity of heat on combustion the data on energy released by combustion of fuels like dihydrogen methane lpg etc are compared in terms of the same uh, amount in mole mass and volume as shown in the table so we can you can clearly see here that methane has around 880 uh, uh, 880 kilojoule per mole energy released but if we talk about the lpg then that is uh, then it is 2220 and if we talk about the dihydrogen then it's 285 and octane is 55811 so yes so uh, it is clear from this table it is clear that on mass for mass basis dihydrogen can release more energy than petrol about 3 times more energy than petrol okay 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 so it can about three times whatever pollutants and combustion of dihydrogen will be less than petrol the pollutants will be oxidized oxy ox pollutants will be oxidized uh, oxid oxides of dihydrogen uh, due to the presence of dihydrogen as impurity with dihydrogen this is of course can be minimized by injecting a small amount of water into the cylinder to lower the temperature so that the reaction between dihydrogen and dioxygen may not take place however the mass of the container in which the hydrogen will be kept must be taken into the consideration a cylinder of compressed hydrogen weighs about 30 times as much as tank of petrol containing the same amount of energy also the hydrogen gas is converted into liquid state by cooling uh, cooling to 20 kelvin this would require expensive ex- in, uh, insulated tanks tanks of metal alloys like sodium nickel nickel uh, nickelate or titanium tih2 titanium hydride magnesium hydride etc are in the used storage used for the storage age of uh, dihydrogen in small quantities so this limitations have promoted promote, prompted researchers to search for alternative techniques to use the dihydrogen in an efficient way in the view of hydrogen economy is an alternative uh, the basic principle of hydrogen economy is the transportation and the storage of uh, energy in the form of liquid or gaseous dihydrogen advantages of hydrogen economy is that energy is transmitted in the form of dihydrogen and not as electric power it is for the first time in the history of india that a pilot projecting using dihydrogen as a fuel was lost la- lo- launched in october 2005 for running automobiles uh, initially 5% dihydrogen has been mixed in cng for use in four wheeler vehicles the percentage of dihydrogen will be gradually increased to reach the optimum level now it is it is also used in fuel cells for generation of electric power it is exposed oh, sorry it is expected that economically viable in sep sources of dihydrogen will be identified in the years to come for its use as a common source of energy now 
um let's discuss this uh, summary as well hydrogen is a lightest atom with only one electron loss of this electron result in elementary particle the proton thus it is unique in character it has three isotopes namely protium deuterium and the tritium uh, amongst the, these three only tritium is the radioactive one in spite of its uh, resemblance with both alkali metals and halogen it occupies a separate position in the periodic table because of its unique properties so hydrogen is the most abundant element in the universe it in the in the free state it is almost uh, not found in the earth's atmosphere however in the combined state it is the third most abundant element on the earth's surface the hydrogen on the industrial scale is prepared by the water gas shift reaction from petrochemicals it is obtained as by product by the electrolysis of brine in the uh, hydrogen hydrogen bond dissociation enthalpy of dihydrogen is quite highest for a single bond between two atoms of any element this property is made use of in the atomic hydrogen torch which generates a temperature of around 4000 kelvin and is ideal for welding of high melt- melting metals though hy- dihydrogen is rather inactive at room temperature because of very high negative dissociation enthalpy it combines with almost all the elements under appropriate condition to form a hydride all the type of hydrides can be classified into three categories ionic or saline hydrides covalent or the molecular hydrides or the metallic or the non-stoichiometric hydrides alkali metal hydrides are good reagents for preparing other hydride compounds molecular hydride example b2h6 ch4 nh3 and water are of great importance in our day-to-day life metallic hydrides are useful for the ultra purification of dihydrogen and as a dihydrogen storage media now among the other chemical reactions of dihydrogen reduction uh, reducing reaction leading to the formation of hydrogen halides water ammonia methanol vanaspati etc are of great importance in the metallurgical process it is used to produce sorry it is used to reduce the metal oxide in space program it is used as a rocket fuel in fact it is a promising potential for the use as a non-polluting fuel for the newer future of the hydrogen economy water is the most common and abundantly available substance it is of great chemical and the biological significance the ease with which water is transformed from the liquid to the solid and from solid to the gaseous state allow it to it, it to play a vital role in the biosphere the water molecule is highly polar in nature and due to its main structure this property leads to the hydrogen bonding which is maximum in ice and least in water vapor the polar nature of water makes it a very good solvent for ionic and particularly ionic solvent now uh, to act uh, second is uh, it, it, it act to act as an amphoteric uh, amphoteric substance to form hydrates of different type it, it, it's property to dissolve many salts particularly in large quantity makes uh, it hard and hazardous for industrial use both the temporary and the permanent hardness can be removed by the use of zeolites and the synthetic uh, resin ion exchangers heavy water or the d2o is the another important compound which is manufactured by the electrolytic enrichment of normal water it is essentially used as a moderator in the nuclear reactors hydrogen peroxide has an interesting non-polar structure and is widely used as an industrial bleach and in parasitic paramautical and pollution control treatment of industrial and the domestic effluent and here we completed this chapter now i just want you to not uh, not one thing and uh, that one thing is um just a second now uh? mm, what was that yeah it was like you can get only if you will try to um, make construct or pro- produce the heavy water from the normal water now then it requires around 
so many liters of water to get very little heavy water so it is like kind of difficult here we completed our chapter hydrogen now it's your duty to complete its mcq solve the mcq as much as you can uh, we will meet soon with our next chapter that is s s s s s p sp block elements and we will discuss dna block element as well metallurgy we will go discuss then coordination compound we will discuss then uh, environmental chemistry and chemistry in everyday life these are some chapter few chapters uh, which we will discuss uh, till then keep studying and uh, bye bye